The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show. I'm Mike Lynch, along with Scarlett Fu, and today we're joined by Victor Williams. He's the Chief Executive Officer of NBA Africa. Well, Victor, welcome to the show. Um, I'm going to overlook the fact that you were a Lakers fan growing up because I'm talking to you from Boston up here, so uh, we don't want to get off on a bad that start here in this but tell us all about the basketball africa league for for those of the uninitiated who may have just been hearing about this league for the first time mike and scarlett great to be on and thanks for having me so the basketball africa league is um it's really the first time the nba has done a professional league outside of north america and we started it to really um, create a full pathway for Africans who love the game and want to play it at the highest professional level to be able to go from learning the game at a grassroots level to playing it at a professional level on the continent and without having to go elsewhere. So the way we've structured it is that it is a league of African champions and uh, African uh, champions of domestic leagues from 12 different countries qualify to uh, play in the Basketball Africa League. And um, we just announced last week that in 2022, we'll play our season over uh, three months in three different locations. So we'll play the first um, round of the season in Dakar, Senegal in March. We'll play the second round in Cairo, Egypt in April, and we'll play the finals in Kigali, Rwanda in um, in uh, May. This will be the second season of the Basketball Africa League. We played the first season in a bubble in Kigali, Rwanda in May of this year. So this is very exciting. Obviously, a lot to look forward to here. In explaining the structure of NBA, Afri- NBA Africa, I wonder how much it is similar to or different from uh, NBA China, which is now a $5 billion business. I know Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, has said that the current enterprise value of NBA Africa is almost $1 billion. So obviously this is a smaller, younger, newer uh, entity. But if you could compare and contrast NBA Africa to NBA China, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear the parallels. So... The, our business in China obviously is, um, you know, it's done very well over the years. And when the NBA looked at the potential for adding to our growth internationally, Africa made a lot of sense uh, for a number of reasons. One, we know there's a lot of basketball interest and passion on the continent. Uh, we see that in how well basketball ranks in interest across various countries. We also see that in the number of African players and players of African heritage who are currently in the league. Um, It's a young, growing uh, population that is increasingly uh, adopting technology. And so um, we believe that by investing in activities in the continent, uh, we can grow them over time to be 
you know, a meaningful part of our business. Um, in many ways, uh, the activities that we'll be pursuing in Africa and that we're already pursuing, you know, span the same breadth as what we do in China, as in we'll be investing in growing the game at the grassroots level, uh, we'll be investing in fan engagement, increased marketing and brand building, uh, we'll be broadening our television distribution uh, across the continent, uh, we'll be um, uh, uh, looking to extend the NBA brand through merchandising and licensing, as well as other areas that we believe have potential uh, for growth. I think the one thing that we're going to do in Africa and that we are doing in Africa that we haven't done in China is to actually create a league uh, on the continent. And so that is one aspect that makes our business in Africa uh, distinct or different from what we've historically done in China. So, Victor, it sounds like your, your previous life as a banker has properly prepared you for this new role. Is that an accurate statement? It definitely helps. Um, you know, as a banker, and I've been a basketball fan for, for a very long time, um, but as a banker, you spend a lot of time working with uh, your clients on uh, developing strategies and thinking about ways to execute that strategy, um, assessing how to, you know, what the impact of the strategy is going to have on their business from a financial perspective. Um, you're building relationships. Uh, you're putting teams together and leading teams. And um, you're generally helping uh, clients grow their, their businesses and their brands. Part of my career as a banker was working in Africa and leading businesses across the continent as an executive of a banking business. And so I became quite familiar with working across many countries on the continent, uh, building uh, businesses, uh, entering new markets, and all of those um, skills and those experiences have really stood me in good stead in what we're doing in NBA Africa so far. Yeah, I'm sure you've had to tap your Rolodex or your digital Rolodex, really, um, when it comes to um, broadcast plans and making sure that you've got distribution deals for the league. Can you talk a little bit about whether TV and radio are still the standard here, or are you looking for a more digital online presence to drive uh, NBA Africa and, and, the, and the Basketball Africa League? Yeah, great question. Um, so... We find that um, really television is 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 really important uh, still in in these markets. Uh, so today we have our games carried on um, more than fifty countries on the continent through uh, partners um, such as uh, ESPN that are present on paid TV channels on the continent. What we are looking to do and working really hard to do is to broaden our distribution on free-to-air channels as well because those reach millions more Africans. Um, and as we want to grow the popularity of the game, we'll make um, NBA basketball one of the top sports lifestyle brands on the continent, it's important that people be able to access our game um, you know, really without paying for it, simply by switching on their television. Uh, digital is key to 
the growth of you know media and content businesses going forward. And as a league, we're looking to enhance our digital distribution, and Africa is no exception. And so um, we are, um, you know, part of our goals are to uh, build a meaningful direct-to-consumer digital distribution business. And in Africa, most people are using smartphones. And so um, getting our game onto the smartphones across the African continent is, we think, a huge opportunity, and we'll be working hard on that. Victor, where did the players come from? Uh, 12 teams, I'm going to assume roughly 144 players uh, in the league. Are they all from the continent? So um, we have about, well, the I would say about 80%, 70 to 80% of the players in our first season came from um, uh, 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 from Africa and of rather from domestic um uh, from from the domestic teams, and then the rest came from other African countries, and uh, some came from overseas. So, if I were to let me be a little bit more specific, we want to grow the game um, domestically on the continent. And so, when we um, what we've um, agreed with these uh, teams is that of a call it a twelve person roster eight of those players will come from the country that the team is based in. Mm -hmm. Two of the players can come from other African countries, and two players can come from outside of Africa. So by doing that, we end up with a good blend of um, domestic players who are getting opportunities that they haven't had to compete at, at a higher level. We're giving African professionals um, the opportunity to, um, you know, strengthen teams from across the, the the continent, and then we bring in, um, we give the teams the opportunity to bring in some foreign players who help increase the level of of the league, and you know, sometimes drive a lot of uh, fan attention as well. Yeah. So it's a nice blend, and we're looking forward to continuing that in future seasons. Well, speaking of driving fan attention, there's nothing that drives fan attention like former NBA players, that star wattage from names like Grant Hill, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, and uh, Luol Deng, who are all investors in this venture. Can you talk a little bit about their role? Are they passive investors? Are they active? Are they involved operationally? Do they offer advice? Yeah, so, um, you know, the work that the NBA has done in Africa over the last you know, 10 years now has always been actively supported by our players and especially um, some of our former players who have ties to the continent or are just really passionate about um, what we're doing on the continent. So when we decided to bring on external investors uh, to help us um, accelerate our, pl- our growth plans on the continent, it was really important that we go to those players and give them an opportunity to join us. Uh, so they play, um, I would say they play an advisory role. Um, so we meet with them uh, periodically to give them an update on our plan. And, um, and they, uh, uh, they've attended, some of them attended the BAL season. And as we go forward, I'm sure we'll find ways um, as we identify the particular areas of interest of each of them, we'll find ways to get them 
uh, more involved. So they're definitely um, great advisors and supporters of what we're doing on the continent. Hmm. Vic, take a peek around the corner three to five years from now. Where do you see the the Basketball Africa League? So our goal would be in three to five years, the Basketball Africa League should uh, be one of the top leagues on the in the globally um obviously uh, the nba will be at the pinnacle but we would hope that certainly for african professional players they'll be able to they'll aspire to be in the bal they'll be able to um you know have meaningful careers playing in the bal that will attract um, some talent from around the world that also wants to be in the bal and um and that the uh, club ecosystem on the continent will be stronger as well. Um, so ideally, we want to see the clubs become more professionally owned and professionally managed. We want to see them really build out uh, the capability to uh, grow their own talent through academies and to run programs to strengthen the grassroots. The aim for us is to have a strong, and viable and functioning um, uh, ecosystem of basketball on the continent and we want the BAL to be a very attractive commercial property that attracts sponsors and is viewed globally. Is there a role here for NBA Africa to play more of a diplomatic role as well because I, I, I was reading that President Obama, former President Obama as well is an investor in, in the NBA Africa venture. Yes, it is. yes, he is. So we're very pleased to have President Obama uh, join us as a strategic partner. And, you know, he's, um, I think everyone knows, very passionate about the game and, um, you know, has his own um, personal ties to the continent and is very focused on, on youth. And so um, he was quite keen um, to be part of uh, what we're doing in Africa, and we're very pleased uh, to have him on board. Um, and I think, you know, we continue to um, discuss with him and his team um, some of the ways in which he's going to be uh, supportive of, of what we're doing. Um, and I think he'll, he'll you know, get involved as makes sense for him, um, but really amplifying our efforts and lending his own particular influence to help accelerate uh, what we're doing on the continent. Victor, is it realistic to assume that some players may emerge from this league and make it to the NBA, or is going to the States and going to a university a more direct route to the NBA? Good question. It's a great question. And, you know, what we wanted to do here was to create another pathway um, that gives players on the continent um, another avenue to aspire to in terms of where they can take their basketball career. So there will always be players, um, including some of the ones that we are today developing in our NBA Academy in Senegal, who's the best path for them may be to go on to U.S. universities and potentially uh, you know, go to the NBA that way. There may be some players who go to Team Ignite and then go on to the NBA. But we would hope that for the, you know, probably the large majority of players who are um, passionate about the game on the continent and want to play it at a elite level, 
the Basketball Africa League is going to be that place where they spend the bulk of their careers. Final question for you, Victor. Um, the new variant of COVID, Omicron, spreading quickly in Southern Africa, in, in South Africa, where you are right now. What has it done in terms of um, affect your plans for 2022 uh, at the moment? So, you know, we, we're literally thinking about this uh, daily. Um, and we're monitoring the situation of Omicron as it plays out, you know, across the continent, as you say. Our goal for 2022 would be to play the tournament um, without a bubble, um, which we did very, we, we had a very successful bubble in May um, and uh, no player tested positive, which was fantastic. Um, we'd love to play without a bubble, but we're going to do what makes sense uh, from a health and safety protocol for our teams, uh, the officials, and our fans. And so um, we'll continue to monitor the situation and develop the health and safety protocols that make sense at that time. We know it's very fluid, um, so I can't sit here today and say what it's going to be uh, three months from now. Does it involve... Um mandate vaccine vaccine mandates yeah so um we certainly our goal in would be for all the players who participate in and not just the players but also the the team delegations that participate in the bal to be uh, fully vaccinated by the time they um they come to the uh to the tournament and um we're in the process of communicating that to the team. Victor, thanks so much for joining us. That was Victor Williams, NBA Africa CEO. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Mike Lynch, along with Scarlett Fu, and you can catch us here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. And be sure to catch us on Twitter. You can find me at LynchyWCVB. And you can find me on Twitter at Scarlett Fu. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.